to episode 45 of Into the Mic, where we talk about everything of Microsoft, from Xbox to Office and everything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Richard Gunter, and joining me as always is the run and gun crusader himself, Mr. Ryan J. Whitehead. Hey, Richard. How's it going, man? How was Vancouver? Vancouver was good. We did the uh, the Best Buy Senior Leadership Conference. Yeah. Brought Easy Encore over there. That's right, you did. Presented to them. They enjoyed it a lot. And got to see uh, some of the peeps out there. Got to go to some Best Buys and uh, saw Brad, saw Phil. So it was a good time. All right. Loved it, man. That's cool. Yeah, we had Easy Encore here. We were repping Easy Encore back here, back home. Yep. And uh, we had it yesterday as of the time of, of this recording. And you know, it's interesting. It's amazing how many different ways you can apply all your Microsoft knowledge into different topics. Like we uh, applied it to a dating game show kind of experience. And it was yeah. so much fun to do. We, we were talking about compatibility with uh, different devices in office and it was fun. We loved it. Yeah, I know. It was a very romantic feeling show. Mm-hmm. I totally did not expect you and Rav to make out at the end, but you did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, very the exciting there, stuff. Man. Can you feel the love tonight, man? Just Can you feel the love Anybody who didn't watch tonight. the episode, is now like what I gotta go I gotta go watch this thing that, right? that was my in- intention there it's available on Mixer just Mixer.com you can watch the last episode it's that's great. right <coughs> sorry mm-hmm. it's alright coughing it's alright yeah uh, so we got a lot to talk about today yeah so let's dive right into it let's do it first off we are going to take a peek through the panes and talk about Windows. Right. So Windows apps, right? You know, we get a lot of flack for Windows apps, and one of them, uh, one of the most popular ones we do we do have already is Instagram. But you may notice that a subtle change to the next time you open the app, Instagram has updated its Windows software to make it into something called a progressive web app. Now, we know this from the Edge browser where you can now pull a site and turn it into an app. This is the one time where it's actually effective for uh, improving an experience. Mm -hmm. Improving. Mm -hmm. So currently, if you have the Instagram app through via the Windows Store, one of the biggest issues is you can't directly message other people the app is very limited to what you can do with it um but what you can do is you can now go onto the instagram website pull the website and turn it into an app well so no no no. what they're saying they've turned the app yeah instagram has taken the app and turned it into a pwa yes progressive web app which is something that microsoft actually did a while ago to enable developers to easily bring their apps to windows so mm-hmm. it basically if you were a developer and you said hey I'm Netflix. I don't want to spend a bunch of coding hours trying to bring this new app over to Windows. Mm -hmm. PWA allows you to basically wrap your website and say, hey, wrap your website. We'll turn it into an app. And it's a super easy thing to do. Just a a couple clicks. I'm sure it's more than that. But for the developers, it's super easy. So they've done that. So now the Instagram app is, for all intents and purposes, the Instagram website. Right. What's so great about that Edge feature that we've talked about and we've demoed and shown off is that now you, as an end user can basically turn any website into a PWA, mm-hmm. which is a progressive web app. Absolutely. So that's what's so crazy yeah. and powerful about it. Mm-hmm. But this is something that developers were able to do for quite some time, and now Instagram has finally hopped on board. They're hopped on board, and they're improving the Instagram app. And Windows Central reports the new app also performs better than its uh, predecessor on the ARM-based devices like the Surface Pro X. Boom. Love it. Mic drop moment right there. Anything that's running like web-based applications, even if it's containerized within an app, mm-hmm. runs great on ARM. So, 
we know that it's great stuff and uh this is good good little update for instagram anybody who's checking that instagram app on their windows tablet nice little update right full-on features (laughs) full-on features all right now we're gonna talk a little bit about surface we're taking rather a peek through the panes we're gonna now look beneath the surface Mm -hmm. so let's start talking about this and a pretty cool new little sneak peek see what i did there i see what you did there how the surface duo will work we've seen things starting to come out over the past few weeks there was a developer day where they released the entire um basically the coding kit i'm at a loss for words what i actually called but they released the the emulator so you can actually emulate the android that, that is going to be running on it right and now we have gotten a little sneak into the new peak feature which if you look at the design of the surface duo one of the things that they're going to have to work around or figure figure out is the fact that when you have it closed it's just a closed it's like your clamshell laptop being closed yeah this is something that if you're used to using a phone you can easily pull up your screen and just like see your screen notifications new email somebody's calling you you can be like who's calling me and look at it can't really do that with the duo can you ryan no you know what no you can't i just realized that now (laughs) you can't you can't do that so that is why they this new little peak feature has been revealed and if you go on twitter or instagram whatever news site that you visit or people that you follow for example tom warren who i love to follow because he's always got the sneak peeks and everything Mm -hmm. um They've got this peak feature that allows you to open up the the duo just a little bit and it will show you a contextualized like part of the screen, the right side of the screen when you lift it up just a little bit. The little right side of the screen that you can see has this contextualized menu that shows the time and all your notifications right there and you can actually interact with it without having to open up the full thing. So it looks like a pretty awesome little feature that addresses at least part of this and so there's two little animations that that are that have been shown one is they open it up and the time is shown as well as notifications you can interact with the notifications scroll through them and swipe them to the right to get rid of them yeah the other is shown for when somebody's calling you so if you hear that it's calling you can open up in the little sneak peek window Mm -hmm. a picture of that person's contact like your contact card will show up and it shows you who's calling and then you can either from the little peek window you can um, see who's calling, and I think I'm just trying to play it here as we talk. I, I think also you can was decline playing it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I think you can accept, like you can decline it right away, just from that little peek window. Yep. But it gives you that you don't have to open it all the way. You can see who's calling, and then if you want to accept, you open the the phone and and it'll open it up like that way. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool, nifty little feature here. The other thing, just to talk about, as we talk about theoretically here, um, you could. And I don't, we don't have full recommendations. We don't have full on guidance for this device whatsoever. But just in looking at the device, you could put it in your pocket with both screens facing one another, mm-hmm. or you could put it in your pocket with both screens facing out. And I know the, the initial reaction is like, oh my, but my screen's going to be not protected. None of your phone screens are protected. They're all facing out. There's mm-hmm. nothing covering your screen. Yep. Many people, I know I do this, I put the screen like into, 
towards me always. I never face my screen out to my pocket. So that is a consideration because you would have one screen facing out. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's something you could do too if you just wanted to have those notifications always available to you. So lots of interesting stuff coming out about the Duo. This is a this is a cool device with a lot. There's going to be a lot of different use case scenarios just in the videos they've shown and in these little these little teasers of these new features. There's going to be some. I want to say like paradigm shifts into how we use these devices that we today we use them in one way and we think about them in one way, but going into the future, it's a whole new ball game. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, and, and absolutely it's a whole new ball game, but I love how we're challenging. I love that Microsoft is challenging the current, um, current ways we do things and bringing new perspective to it. That's right. It's all about innovation. That's what Surface is kind of built on, is trying to innovate and bring new new ways mm-hmm. of interacting with technology to people. Mm-hmm. All right. Now it's time to get in the game. That's right. Listen, it's been um, noticeably quiet on the other line of business fronts, let's say. And that that's for a pr- good reason. There's, there's, uh, there's always some stuff being worked on when we think about Office and Surface and Windows, but they usually hold that stuff a little closer to their chest. The ramp-up cycle for those things is not as huge as it is in gaming. Like, when we, yeah. we talk about gaming, we have a new console coming out later this year at some point with the Series X, and we just keep getting those drips of information, those drops of new stuff, and that that's what we expect from gaming. We don't expect that stuff from from the other lines of business. So it's been a little bit quieter, but the gaming info just keeps on rolling in. And we got some new stuff. First, before we start talking about the new, the new, new hotness, Ryan, let's talk about the current Xbox One mm-hmm. and the new dashboard look, the new home. All right, so a lot of people have, in in terms of gaming, a lot of people have had trouble with the Xbox dashboard. You know, if you ask a lot of old Xbox users converted to PlayStation users, um, they will tell you that one of the experiences that hurt them was the Xbox dashboard, being able to navigate it and finding things, like not being able to access your games right away. You have to go to My Games and Apps and go through that until they added shortcuts to do that. Um, So a lot of people would talk about one of the pain points of xbox is the dashboard but i will say with this new dashboard update they've really simplified the user experience and on top of that it's uh it's smoother it's faster and it's getting a lot of positive reviews right out of the gate like we're talking this has been up for uh probably just about a week now and and people are loving it it's right away when you look at the dashboard the first thing you see is the last six games you've played Six games you played, plus uh, maybe actually no, you know I'm going to say seven because I have my store here. So for me, I have a 360 game, uh, a Puzzle Fighter 2, Super Turbo HD Remix, and then I got Sea of Thieves, Overwatch, Grand Theft Auto 5, Vanquish, Bayonetta, and then the Microsoft Store. So those are the last things I've done. Okay, then you get into my games and apps, new messages on Xbox Live, and then the Xbox Live's games, games of gold, and Kingdom Hearts 3 is now available on uh, Game Pass as well. The next tab immediately is the game pass tab and then it will give you updates on what games are available to play on game pass so right out of the gate you notice that they're now putting game pass more in the front mm-hmm. of the uh of the menu screen here so that you know really re-emphasizing that message you should get on that uh then you have the store where you can get all your latest content movies games whatever music 
anything you need. Uh, and then the next one is community. So you can look at uh, game uh, game developer pages. You can look at mi- uh, Mixer celebrities, and you can look at clubs, things that are trending on Xbox. And then you move down to the Mixer community itself. Then you have pins, Microsoft rewards, uh, and then you will it'll actually give you highlighted users that you may follow and letting you know what they're doing right now. Uh, and then you got the last games you were playing. So you have Sea of Thieves up here. Uh, so Sea of Thieves, it shows me content other users are submitting, maybe a rare achievement that I need to get, uh, which is eating five fruit a day or something like five different fruit a day. Um, and I'm always eight. should eat fruit every day, Ryan. Yeah, I had a banana today already, so I'm on. I'm on a good start. Uh, <laughs> and then Overwatch again. What our user uh, users uh, are submitting, and then it also shows Cuphead, which is a game I like to follow, um, and it shows me content there. And then you got assists, and you can also this is really cool. You can add uh, add more things that you want to add to your home to follow up on. Super cool. So new home screen mm-hmm. for everybody to check out. Yeah, go check it out. Download it. And uh, play around with it so that you're familiar and you can talk about it in stores. Mm-hmm. Very much, yeah. It's it's interesting to see like Game Pass like right up there. It just I think it re restates kind of what we all know, which is that mm-hmm. it's a very much a huge priority for Xbox as a whole. Yeah, we, it reinforces definitely reinforces. Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> all right, and now we want to talk about the Series X. Oh, there man. was an article on the Xbox Wire. Yep, that recently was written by Phil Spencer himself, head of Xbox. Submitted it at six in the morning. Yep, pretty impressive. I think he was up all night writing it and was ready to go at six a.m. <laughs> and boom, it went. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, this is a very interesting article that really confirms a lot of things that people have been speculating about. Um, in terms of the power of the unit, what's you, what's inside, all that kind of good stuff. So, Ryan, why don't you walk them through the next generation custom processor? Oh yeah. So this was actually interesting because at the time, and you will, you guys, if you guys remember kickoff, um, and you you. Uh, we're in the training room with me and uh, Andrew. Andrew talks about this very passionately because when uh, the last, when Xbox One X came out, the last console, uh, they were talking about how they have six teraflops, and I think the other the other competitors have four. I think that was the number. And there was all this in in the Microsoft world. There was all this kind of messaging is that six is greater than four and all this stuff. But nobody really knew what it meant. Engineers knew what it meant, but no one else really knew what it meant. Um, So they they talk about the next gen custom processor. So the Xbox Series X is our, you know, we know it's our most powerful console ever. And it's powered by a custom design processor. So this is not a standard consumer based processor. It's AMD's latest Zen. Two and the RDNA architectures. Not important. What you need to know is that it delivers four times the processing power of Xbox One, and it enables uh, developers to leverage 12 teraflops. People, Xbox One X had six. Now we're up to 12, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, so uh, 
just so you guys know, uh, yeah, it's twice that of Xbox One X, and it's more than eight times the original Xbox One, which is just mind-blowing. So it definitely uh, gives us a huge jump in processing and graphics and gives us... Uh, gives developers this kind of new cutting edge technique to result in higher frame rates, larger, more sophisticated game worlds, and immersive game experience like like nothing you've ever seen before. So think about like think about Minecraft. Minecraft is a big game. It's a big world you can explore, right? But now with this kind of power, you can triple the size of the world. You could probably make it so vast that you'll never be able to finish it. You'll never be able to go from one end of the spectrum to the other because it could be infinite. That's how huge we're talking about, people. Hugeness. Hugeness. Huge next generation power. Then they went on to what I think is arguably the more interesting stuff. So we're not going to walk through every single thing in here because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of technical stuff that at the end of the day is important, but not like it it does get to Ryan's point. It gets lost on people like, what does this mean? Like who really cares about the technical mumbo jumbo? But um, immersion in an instant was another thing they talked about. So just in general, there will be SSDs in here. So that allows everything to just load quicker. Everything runs faster. We all know that from the modern story. I was going to say that that's messaging we've heard of before in the modern world, right? Totally. Um, Here's where we talk about like the Xbox as an ecosystem and what they're doing to support gamers. And when we talk about game compatibility, they came came out the bat. And I really think that this is a strong message for Xbox to send in February because Sony will have to respond to this in some way is that we have this thing called smart delivery and the, the gauntlet was dropped. I'm going to tell you guys what smart delivery is. So this technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you're playing it on Xbox One or Xbox Series X, you are getting the right version of that game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. We are making the commitment to use smart delivery on all our exclusive Xbox Game Studios titles, including Halo Infinite, ensuring you only have to purchase a title once in order to play the best available version for whichever Xbox console they choose to play on. This technology is available for all developers and publishers, and they can choose to use it for titles that will release on Xbox One first and come to Series X later. This is a crazy thing. If you recall back in the Xbox One like launch days, games were coming out on both, but you couldn't you couldn't just buy the Xbox 360 version of Destiny and then pop it into your Xbox One and expect to get the Xbox One version. That was not something that happened last generation. You mm-hmm. either said, okay, you know, I'm going to hold off on getting my Xbox One for a little bit. I'm going to buy the 360 version and then when in six months let's say if i want to play destiny i'll bite the bullet and i'll have to buy that copy of that game again this is saying like no buy the game whichever console you play it on if it's on both consoles you are buying the license to both of those versions so if you then if i buy halo infinite on my xbox one in whatever day on day one when it comes out if i buy a series x like two years later i can play that game and it'll be the series x version Huge, huge thing. Cyberpunk 2077 came out like right, literally minutes after this announcement, after this article went out, minutes after, wrote out a tweet that says, this is amazing, Cyberpunk 2077 will have smart delivery, so no matter what platform you buy it on, you'll play it on the right version. This is a crazy feature. And then, I mean, you talk about four generations of gaming here, the fact that Back Compat will continue to exist, all the way from Xbox, original Xbox games, up to Xbox Series X. 
it's forward looking in the way that it treats customers. It's saying, hey, you're spending your hard-earned money on these games. We're going to make sure that no matter where you buy it, what platform you buy it on, you're going to be able to play it on the Series X. And like I said, the competition is going to have to come out and say what their plans are now. Because it's like, hey, this is a thing. It exists. You know for sure. Every single journalist, every single gamer out there, when Sony announces whatever they're announcing, is going to say, hey, if I buy whatever whatever their big game if i buy the last of us 2 on ps4 what version will i get when i play on ps5 because listen i'm a big last of us fan when we talk about playstation that was a ps3 game came out right at the end of the ps3 on the ps4 it was released as a remaster and you had to rebuy it and it was an amazing remaster it was a good remaster just like all the remasters that we've been playing right but you had to rebuy it you had to spend more money Mm -hmm. on buying it not so with smart delivery it's you know, it's so humbling to hear that because, again, like, you know, a lot of people, when they buy a game that's a remaster or or whatever, you have to start from the beginning. And you've talked about this on, on previous podcasts. Yeah. And what's the most frustrating thing is like a game like The Witcher, a, another open sandbox game. And when I say sandbox, guys, that's what I mean. It's a small world that you get to play in and you can travel from point A to point B, different islands, different lands, uh, and explore, get to do different things. And all that progress is only on one platform. So when you go somewhere, like you travel somewhere, you don't have access to it, but now you have xCloud. So you'll be able to probably play down like down the road, you'll probably get a chance to continue your Witcher game anywhere, mm-hmm. right? But now what we're also saying is that if a game like a Witcher comes out again, which Cyberpunk is probably gonna be that game. It's be that game for sure. Um, now what you can do is now you don't have to buy a whole new version and then wait for them to say, oh, now your cloud save can be applied to here and in this game. Now it's like, no, your game now moves with the console. Yep. It's, it's 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 amazing. That it, is huge. It's so it's so customer centric, and I mm-hmm. and I say that intentionally customer centric because that is one of the core values of Microsoft. Everything that we do is for the customer. When you mm-hmm. look at like the pillars of whatever Microsoft is, and yeah. it comes right from Satya. This is one of his key pillars of like what Microsoft is. Is that every single thing we do is to be customer centric. Always think about the customer. Yeah, and this stuff is a response exactly to that. Being able to just buy the game once and play it in the right version on either the Xbox One or the Xbox Series X. And yeah, that play any the idea that you can just play Cyberpunk on your Xbox One, play through half the game and then pick it up on the Series X and continue playing is huge. Yeah. They just speaking of The Witcher, they I read it in the news just recently they enabled which is very cool. This is cool, but too little too late. Um they enabled Switch users to take their Steam save if they were playing it on the PC and import oh. their Steam save. But like, how long ago did The Witcher come out on Switch? It's if I bought The Witcher on Switch when it came out, oh I've already st- I'm, I've already started it and I'm already probably back to my save that I had on the PC. Yeah. So it's like a, very cool and very ne- like uh, CD Projekt is another one of those companies that is always very customer centric. Yeah. Um, but it's just like a little bit too late. Yeah, well, and that's it. Like, timing is so critical. I get it. Like, you guys like to ask a lot about, like, how gamers feel in this case. And you can imagine, like, any consumer would feel this way. Is that, you know, you've invested so much time into one thing. And then another thing comes out because it's not compatible. You have to buy into that and completely change your your comfort zone for a product you already had. Right? Now you're buying. You feel like you're buying it twice. You now have to start all over again. Um and that 
that perpetual experience is so critical. And with gamers, gamers are very personal. They're not a consumer you can easily predict. They're they're very they take things very personally and they're very emotionally invested into these things. So when you do something like this Witcher thing, right? Like they've been probably investing so much time on Steam and then they get frustrated and they're like, oh, well, now I have to go somewhere. I can't play it right now. Um, the fact that they're coming out now being like, hey, guess what? We figured it out. Here it is. We got it. Gamers have moved on, man. That relationship is over. I know. And it's so, if you think about it, it's so archaic. It's like yeah. saying the safe states in a video game are like saying, hey, if you went to play a movie on a different TV in your house, you can't fast forward to like, you watched half an hour and now you can't fast forward yeah. to that. No, you got to restart and watch the whole movie again because you're on a different TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like so, it's the only, games are the only, me- it's like music, yeah, skip to track 12, no problem. You want to listen, skip to track 12. Yeah. Books, yeah, you know, flip through to the, 85th chapter whatever games are the only thing where you pop in that disc into like a new system it's like nope you gotta replay this whole stupid thing again it's like really yeah and that's why I love this so it's because yeah. it's like yes this is bringing it to where what people want from entertainment that's what you mm-hmm. want is to be able to choose where you left off yeah I, I brilliant brilliantly said brilliantly said and not only that we also have that exciting feature with the series X that was talked about called quick resume mm-hmm. this is a big one gamers again game loads uh, loading times it's funny there was a there was a briefing I think I can't remember if Xbox did or something but there was a time where they were like you know we're having less loading times now and gamers were getting stoked they're like yes less loading times and one of the cool things that Xbox Series X is going to do is a feature called quick resume and it lets you continue multiple games from a suspended state almost instantly I love it so for example uh, you know, I have to sometimes have to quickly move from streaming to go do something else. And I like game progression. Sometimes you have to get to a game save state mm-hmm. and then save the game and close it. But the problem is when you get to a game save state, you're not instantly in that moment that you were last at. Like in a book, you're not instantly on that page. No, and, and games today, yeah. while when you're in the game, there are a lot of games don't have any load times once the game is in. Yeah. Like once you're there. So. And for those of you who don't keep into the gaming stuff super closely, like the the quick resume exists today, but only for the one game you're playing. Yeah, so exactly. It'll, it'll, yeah. it'll pause the game, it'll cache it, put it into the memory, and then when you go and click on like let's say GTA Five, because this is a perfect example, um, GTA Five, it'll resume from exactly where you were left off. But if you go to open another game, that gets wiped away, and now it's pausing that one this is saying that it will allow it for multiple games which is crazy because while when you're playing gta 5 there are no low times when you're in the single player game let's not talk about multiplayer because it's a whole other beast um <laughs> when you're in the single player there's no low times in the game but to get into gta 5 from like mm-hmm. zero to i want to start up the game it has a crazy long load time so does like red dead redemption 2 all these open world games have crazy low times at the very beginning so this will allow you to suspend multiple games, let's say GTA 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2, and then resume them right where you left off without having to sit through that. Like It's like a minute and a half, two minutes on yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2. It's crazy. Yeah. But awesome. Awesome stuff. So it, it's 
it actually I will have to say one of the big things that came out of this this little discussion we're having about gaming is how archaic gaming is actually yeah. something I completely looked over like you know all these little things but I will say definitely some of the to kind of summarize though the important features you guys need to be aware of that next gen custom processor is going to be big think of a world like Minecraft like GTA even GTA it seems like a very immersive big world but when you look at the scale of it compared to like Minecraft it's very small but with this new processor with this new processor you'll legit be able to create a planet-sized world and be able to play in it another good example look at a game like Crackdown 3 it was a recently made game the world is very small how dare you bring that game up <laughs> sorry we can't mention it um, don't we shouldn't utter its name but my point is is that now that world can be much bigger and level designers can really have a lot of fun creating small details like one of my favorite uh, companies Marvel they would love to base their comics on real places in the United States or wherever an event is happening so they had to spend time going to these locations taking pictures and redrawing that imagine doing that for a game like Mm -hmm. creating each individual city in a country like the scale of it anyway and then we have and then we going back to the other thing we were talking about we were talking about the smart delivery system that is huge guys this is gonna really make us unique this is an exciting feature that you want to talk about that makes us different from our competitors as of right now you know like you said we haven't heard anything from the competition about a feature like this being able to buy cyberpunk when it comes out in September and having and being able to play it in the upgraded version when the series X comes out, which is like two months, like could be two months after that. We don't know. That's what's so amazing about cyberpunk is they're saying, Hey, we know we're out, but let's, we don't know exactly when series X comes out, but let's just, I mean, we're going to assume cyberpunk's coming out before the consoles come out. Right. We're dropping the gauntlet and saying, Hey, buy the game on day one. Do not, what they said to everybody was like, do not wait for this game. Buy it on your Xbox one X. And then when the Series X comes out, yep. boom, you already you already own it, and mm-hmm. you're going to be playing it, and you're going to be playing the Series X version. Well, what I love, too, is that the, I love that Cyberpunk is saying that, because for me, uh, Marvel's Avengers is coming out in September as well, another big uh, AAA game that's comic book related, and um, they haven't said something like that, mm-hmm. but Xbox is saying that the Xbox One games will play on Xbox Series X. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. It's just whether or not it's it's like the back compat version that's emulating mm-hmm. it and yeah. whatever or if it's you're Upgrade. getting a series x version which runs natively and runs in whatever amazing specs right right um so yeah very very good article we'll share out the link to the article when we post this and i would encourage you to read through it this is this is the console they outline kind of the vision what it is what the tech specs are and some of the really cool features that they're bringing to to the next gen of gaming which is very exciting stuff mm-hmm all right, people, that about wraps up this episode of Into the Mic, where we talk about everything a Microsoft, from Xbox to Office and everything in between. I have been your host, Richard Gunter, joined by Ryan. Thanks for being here. Thank you. We want to thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. See you next time. <laughs>